Now we've got to scramble. Walsh around the body, doesn't miss. What a star this young man is. To Kurnow. And Charlie Kurnow off one step. Just went bang. Durden, he saw his way through. And Honey Milk didn't put it right through the middle. Big moment. Kennedy, Walsh, bends it. Brilliant. This kid just keeps on rising. Gives it a roost. He gives it a magnificent roost. He kicked the goal. Walsh, here he is, straightens up and has delivered. Is there nothing this young man can't do? Kangaroos defence, overwhelmed. Martin with the handball, the desperate chains again. Squeezing the can, nibble out. Carroll! Oh, what a start! Carlton have done what they had to do. Captain Cripps claps a 50-point win at Marvel Stadium. G'day, Blue Baggers, and welcome to the Blues Footy Podcast. Your host, Jed Zetzer, with my co-host, Harrison Hyman's here, Bolt. Life is always better after a win. Yes. And before we analyse this game, just going to say we're going to have a lovely week of life coming up. No, we will. It's, look, I was very relieved to get the four points last night, and... You know, they did it pretty emphatically, I guess. You know, they blew them out of the water after half time. Our biggest win this year in yep. terms of margin. For sure. And, you know, that was that really. Um, you could put the legs up for the first time at the footy this year, which was nice. It was very nice. So the final score last night, Carlton 17-12-114, defeating North Melbourne 10-4-64. Patrick Cripps outstanding again, 35 and a goal. Harry McKay kicked four. Charlie Kerno kicked three. Sam Walsh 29 and a goal. Adam Chera, 26 and a goal. Jack Carroll, tremendous on debut, 19 and a goal. We're going to get straight into it, bringing in our very special guest for this week, Bolt. It's been a while since we've had this man on. He is the host, the founder. He is the man behind Blue Abroad, who everyone, I'm not doubting, knows what Terry Dagani does for Blue Abroad. Uh, it's an incredible channel. Get around him, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Follow Terry on all the social media platforms at Blue Abroad. It is time now to bring in the great man, Terry Degani. Terry, thank you so much, mate, for joining us on the show. That's quite an episode to be making my return. Mate, <laughs> I think so. So we had you on after the Bulldogs win back in 2020. Mate, it's an absolute pleasure to get you back on after a win. How are you feeling? You must be... I mean, we're very happy. You must be very happy after last night. Yeah, I'm very happy. Um, I've been happy for. I've been happy all season, to be honest. Like I know we've had a few scares and a few inconsistencies, and things could be better, should be better, all of that. But you know, ultimately, sitting at five and two, it's the best you know record I've watched as a fan, apart from you know 2012. This early in the season, it seems. So you know, just grateful to be finally talking about a team that's moving in the right direction. I agree, and I think last night, as in for me. I think it was more of a sense of relief, really, just to get out of a game that has given us a lot of trouble in previous years and get out of it pretty comfortably as well. So, and you're right, you know, we just got to keep the wins ticking over and the, and the rest will take care of itself. Now, there's only one place that I want to start this show with and I was so excited to see this man debut last night and, boy, it lived up to the expectations. We heard so much about the potential of Jack Carroll and last night, he truly delivered Terry. I've got to ask you, first off the bat, we've got to start here. 
What were your thoughts on the debutant and how pleased were you to see him get out there and, you know, complete the match in the way he did? Yeah, you nailed it. You said um, he really lived up to the expectation. I I saw him play live for the first time in the scratch match against St Kilda and I remember thinking to myself, gee, he really fits in. Like, he just seamlessly fits in in the handball chains. They look to get him the ball. He seems to always be able to know where the next kick or handball is going to be. Sam Walsh is pretty good at that as well. And I remember thinking, gee, he, he might be ahead of Paddy Dow at the time. And after watching him last night, like his first contest, I think he got caught on the wing. Yeah. And then after that, he seemed to pick up the speed of the game instantly. And he's a natural. It was like a Jack Watts type of entry for him. He got absolutely ambushed on the boundary line. I'm going to be honest. That is all I could think about at the time. And I was thinking, oh my God, he just needs to get the ball again. Just give it to him again. Get a clear possession away. And I tell you what, it couldn't have possibly gone better for him him to kick a goal within a minute of that happening. Just, he needed it. Like, just to, you know, get the monkey off the back. What an, what an amazing debut. And I completely agree with Terry. It was, so, it was so evident how seamless he was. It was so evident how seamless he was in terms of linking up in chains, in terms of changing lanes with handballs. He, it was just like another midfielder had come in. Yeah. It was as if he'd played with these guys for weeks. It, was just, it really was just such an easy transition. And his kicking inside 50, that, that for me was what set him apart. So he... Had three direct goal assists. I mean, just unbelievable. Terry, I've got to ask, and I was sort of saying to Bolt off-air before we started recording, is this the best debut match from a Carlton player since Sam Walsh? Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, we haven't had a whole, oh, yeah, well, we haven't had a whole heap. My but... response was, who else could it be? <laughs> <laughs> As in... We don't generally have players come in and set the house on fire on debut. You know, Walsh and Weeders did so. And you look at the players that they've become today. I think this is as close as we've seen to those two in the last five or so years. I thought he was just outstanding. Kicking inside 50 was elite. Um, he had this one moment where he sort of got the ball in a in a contest and just did a 360, handboarded out of the pack. I don't know if you remember that. It was just no, silky. He was, he was really good. Classy. Um, and he'll see next week? He definitely will. So how do we reckon, you know, presuming on the assumption that Hewitt plays next week, how do we reckon we fit all six of them in? Oh, yeah, I think so. I mean, the question is, yeah, who, who comes out? It, I mean, Nunes didn't do anything too much wrong last night. No, nah, Nunes was fine. You know, like it's, he actually played well. Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a good situation to be in. And if anything, it maybe it gives Hewitt extra time to on top of the calf I'm not sure how serious it is uh, but it seems like they kind of knew he wasn't going to play all along yeah. or hope for more than what they were confident so um, yeah look it's a good situation to be in all of a sudden you add another player into that midfield mix on the list where you know Paddy Dow's doing some nice things in the VFL you now know that Jack Carroll can come in and um, you know and perform don't want to make too many bold statements just yet because it is one game and obviously he's going to have his inconsistencies. He's still quite young and I'm ready to, very much ready and willing to ride the bumps, but it's just good to add another one where you can genuinely say, okay, he's, he's got something here. And I, I agree. And plays like that though, they have the ability to make all the difference when you get fresh blood kind of coming out of nowhere to add to a 22. And I'm not saying he will or won't, 
But you, you know, and I, I say it every week on this podcast, you can only compare yourself to the benchmark. And although they weren't, you know, superior players, you look at the difference guys like Jordan and Sparrow made to Melbourne and you get these extra guys just being able to seamlessly run in through your midfield and it makes the world of difference. I agree. And it- I think the one that could be in trouble, I, I is Matt Kennedy a walk-up next week? Oh, I, th- I think he was good last night. What do you think, Terry? I mean, you know, he, he was definitely down on form the last couple of weeks, but I thought last night he was sort of back to that level. Um, it's his kicking out of the packs, which I love. He just knows where to kick it to. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you, Jed. I thought he was back to his um, better version of himself last night. Obviously, having the week off and he was a bit down on his own form the week before that. But, yeah, I wouldn't put Kennedy in that category of potential uh, potential to be dropped for next week anyway. Yeah, no. But it, it's, also, it's also good to, to get this situation because it's like any slip-up and... Your spot's at risk. This is what we wanted, you know? For sure. And when I say, you know, is Kennedy at risk, I, I don't expect him to play reserves, but is he maybe going to spend more time as a deeper forward given that Silvani has to go up the ground a bit more? Or, you know, I think it's just kind of finding the right balance in that midfield mix. Um, it's, it's a really tough one. Look, it's a great position to be in because we've been crying out for midfielders for the best part of a decade, really. So, Terry, I've got a question for you. The wings are obviously a major issue for us in saying that last night they performed really well. I thought O'Brien and Nunes were both, you know, they played pretty good games. But going forward, could it be an option to rotate Walsh and Chera? Have just a rotation where there's always one of them on the wing. What are your thoughts on that and could it work? I guess so. I, I even, I mean, I think last night was the best that we've used the wings all year. Just the width of the ground we seem to really stretch stretch the opposition using the width um, for longer periods of time. Now, I had a few conversations with some people yesterday at the VFL about it, about this exact topic, and it's like, oh, no, let's get Dow in. Well, how do we get him in? Well, all right, we'll just put Chera or Walsh on the wing and, and bring Dow into the inside bit. And I'm thinking, well, why? Why are we accommodating for other players when we've got players playing their set roles? I, I mean, the short answer is I've got no idea. I really don't. I have no idea what they're going to do. I think they're still figuring it out and they're still trying to find who's going to be able to consistently nail down that that role. And I'm hoping it's O'Brien. I really am. He's actually... I've been pretty impressed with what he's been able to do so far. He's had a couple of down weeks and down patches. But, yeah, I'm pretty keen now that I've seen Cottrell in there, now that I've seen Nunes there, now that I've seen Lockie O'Brien there and Setterfield. I think... Lockie O'Brien sits at the top of those four. Oh, undoubtedly. The other one is, is yeah, like, is it Carroll? Can you play Carroll on the wing? I even liked when I saw uh, Fisher play at times on the wing. I know that the tank has to probably improve, but I think they're still figuring it out from what I'm seeing. I think Fisher, I, I'm glad you brought him up because I think he is just evidently a better player when he's part of the midfield rotation. We saw it, I think it was two weeks ago uh, against Port. That was one of his better games, I think, for the club. Yeah, and he was good last night. And I was going to say, last night, he definitely had a few CBAs. Uh, I saw him even early. Usually, he comes late in the you know late in the match, whether it be the third or fourth quarter, he'll start attending some center bounces. I saw it earlier last night in the second quarter, and he just adds a little bit of flashiness to our midfield, a little bit of pizzazz, and I, and I like it. I really like it. And, you know, Fisher's a player who... He just brings something different to the midfield. 
I think he's more... He's, he's a bit of a barometer. Because, you know, usually if the team's up and about, Fish is going to get a lot of outside ball and, you know, and deliver it in nicely. I thought he was good. But back to Lockie O'Brien for a second. You can look at the stat sheet all you want. But I thought he was outstanding last night. I really did. Uh, you've, you've got the amount of respect I have for this guy's kicking is next level stuff. There is no better field kick at Carlson. There is barely a better field kick in the league. And I know he's got his deficiencies going the other way. I'll get it. He'd be the first one to put his hand up to it, I'm sure. But his kicking is just that good. It's You can't not play him. You really can't. And I know he's not the full package. He probably never will be. But like the kicking's so good that you can't leave him out and be playing someone like Will Setterfield, who's just bang on average at both, you know, going both sides. I, I think last night really, like, you know, proved justification. Like you can't leave him out of the team like, with where we're at right now. What do you, what do you reckon, Terry? Can we afford to play him when we sort of know? Obviously, his kicking's elite, but we know that you know he doesn't love contact. He doesn't love you know contact. He doesn't probably go in as hard as possibly a Cottrell, but. You know, when you're getting it the other way, can we keep playing him? And what what are your thoughts on the whole wing situation? Because it is probably the hole that we'd like to fill. Yeah, I'm I'm with I'm with Bolt on the comment around his stats. Like the stats will say 15 touches, but um, when you're at the ground, he, his work rate last night was was top class. Um, the way he got back, the way he ran forward, the way you I mean the two way running was there. Um, I think. I think he's in a situation now where I'm a bit more confident to say, let's persist with him. Because ultimately, this is what we've got. This is the list. This is who's available. And X players are available to play on the wing. And I think for the time being, for 2022, Lockie O'Brien is probably at the top there in terms of the overall package. Like, yeah, Cottrell might do certain things better. Noons might do certain things better. But I think overall... Lockie O'Brien is the one you really want to be utilising. And I know that we played a little bit more of an inferior opponent and, and all of that. And when we come up against the real contested team, like, you know, I'm just, I'm just thinking of off the top of my head, like a Sydney, yeah. um, those kind of teams. I know that maybe we might struggle with, with Lockie at times, but ultimately the coaches will put something in place and it's all about him understanding his role and, and just performing it consistently. And, and, and you, just, you just hope that he keeps getting better and stronger. And, and that's what it is. It's performing your role. And, you know, you've got to play to your strengths. And I feel like he does. Like, I really feel like he does. Like, you want the ball in Lockie O'Brien's hands going in. Like, he's... Oh, I, I, I could watch his kicking all day. It is just... It skims at eye level. It's that mm. good. It, it's brilliant. All right. Let's dissect the players uh, one by one. We've already gone through a few. But just going back to the back line, I want to start off with Lewis Young because I thought... Last night was his best game of the year so far. His intercept marks were fantastic. He got in the way. Um, I thought Lewis Young was fantastic. Terry, what are your thoughts? And obviously, you know, we spoke about the incident with Larky, but did you think this was his best game so far this year? Yeah, definitely. You know, you know what I didn't know he had in him? That kicking. Like, I mean, the marking, I've seen it before, but I did not know he had the ability to kick the ball the way he did last night. I was pleasantly surprised i agree it's a great call it is a good call because he i don't you might be able to get up his efficiency bolt but his his disposal last night was definitely better than it has been and you know given the opportunity which he was last night 
he is someone who, going forward, I actually don't mind having the ball in his hand, you know? He went at 100%. Wow. Yeah. Huge pickup, Terry. Yeah, 100% efficiency is just crazy. Um, no, nah, he was he was fantastic last night. Really was. How good was it to see Weeders kick a goal? And he loved it as well. He absolutely... For a guy who is just so low-key, he's always composed, not a big celebrator. Oh, Brendan Bolson always thought he'd be a full forward, so... <laughs> Um, but you know what else with Weeders? I think that was a really symbolic moment because he's, for me anyway, his reputation is really, he's sort of like a real humble, quiet, doesn't show a lot of emotion. Yeah. And that's part of his persona. He's got that composure in his face and all of that. But to see him express himself like that, I think there's something in that. I think there's something in him just growing in confidence in who he is not only as a person, but as a player and as a leader and as a real force in the, in the competition. And to see him display that emotion, I mean, I know it's a little thing, but I really, I'm big on little nuances and body language and I was just pleased to see him express himself like that. No, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't have said it better myself. I, I thought it was awesome to see because you want it like you want him, you want to see that from our players and the emotion there, there is absolutely no doubt that Jacob Wiedering, he's just, you know, you don't get many Carlton men that are just, he, he's just a Carlton, Carlton through and through, he bleeds blue, I mean, you could see it last night, it is just, it's awesome to see, it really is, and he was once again outstanding last night, I thought, he just, he just doesn't do anything wrong, he, everything he does is just perfect, and it's just so reliable, what, what were your thoughts on his match last no, night? I thought Bob? he was good. He gave away a few free kicks, but he was really good again. He I mean, Larky's a tough matchup. Because like, Larky is very good. And obviously Larky got on top of us big time last year at Marvel. Um, but no, I did think Weedering was great. And, you know, in terms of Weedering being that humble, you know, Carlton man, I actually, he usually does a weekly interview on radio. I think it's RSN. And he's so, like, beautifully spoken. Like, he's, he's really, really good with the media and really open as well. So, I think, you know, and I don't, you know, we don't really get that access through the club's social media channels, but he is really, really just into everything Carlson. And he'll, and he'll tell you how it is. Um, I can't believe it's taken us this long to speak about this player. But, Terry, I've got to ask you, Adam Saad last night, this was, and he's another one who just, Every week, you know what you're going to get. He's a sublime footballer. And last night, I just thought it was almost, if not his best, one of his best games for the football club. What do you think? Yeah, alhamdulillah. He was sensational. He <laughs> was great. He, um, I just, he's got, I can't, I can't, it's hard to articulate into words. He's just got this aura. Like, I'd love to see him on grand final day. I know it sounds, I know it sounds a bit weird, but. He's just got such a calming influence on me as a fan that if the ball's just in his direction, I know he's most likely going to win the contest. Yeah. And then yep. when he gets the ball, he's most likely going to make the right decision and most likely going to be able to get out of any congestion that he is around. It's, it's fascinating. It is. And Bolt, you've been red hot on this basically since we've started recording the podcast about sort of rating players in their position rather than in the league. In the grand scheme of things, Adam Saad could very well be an A-grader in the league, but in his position, he's an A-plus-grade player. There's not 
there's there's very few players in the league who are better than him in yeah. at what he does. And I just don't think there's anyone across the league like him. He's so unique. Yeah, he is like, so unique. And he's he, he's got like cat like abilities. He's just uh, as in I love the fact of Adam Saad that he's all he always makes himself alive in a contest. As in, he's never out of a contest. And that's mainly because he never goes to ground. That's mainly because his closing speed is so good. And, you know, and he can go if he's outsized. You know, he, he just finds a way. And it's the hallmarks of an elite defender. That And that runs the other way. As in, I, I can't speak highly enough of him. I said last, he's probably my favorite player. He is just, he is, ex- he is exceptional. He's crazy. And... Yeah, it's a f- so Terry. Last night, Bolt and I we were with each other after the match, and Bolt was saying how he's his favourite player. <laughs> and there was another comment you made. I think you, said, oh, I can't remember. I, do you remember oh, what you said about him? Oh, no. oh you're gonna throw me under here because I drank a bottle of wine in between. So <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you said something like, you know, everything about him's unbelievable, and the fact he came from Essendon is yeah. just the cherry on top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just, yeah, I, I absolutely love him. I love how involved he is with the club as well. He's got his academy. It's just, you know, what a man, what a recruit. That is just, you know. An and, un- and, and he came from Essendon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's uh, and he's a little bit better than Nick Hine. Not by much, but a little bit. Oh, steady. <laughs> no, that's, when I'll re- that's when we relax. <laughs> no, but he is sensational. And I think... <laughs> he is brilliant though I, I I can't speak highly enough of him and you know the Brownlow votes might go one way from last night's game but you know the BNF votes and the coaches votes will probably go to our number 42's direction I'd say absolutely Terry you're a massive fan of Liam Stocker how good was it to see him back out on the park last night I know he got injured but you know he's he's just a team player in my eyes and he really gets stuck into the opposition when they get stuck into us. I just, in my opinion, he's every every coach wants one of those players in your team, and he's just fantastic. Yeah, I'll give you another example of a little symbolism that I like to pick up on. So, I believe it was against Hawthorne. There was a certain contest on the wing. I think a free kick was paid against us, and this is not just a single out Will Setterfield. It just happened to be Will Setterfield in this situation, but he went got the ball, ran to get the ball, and gave it to the Hawthorne player, I believe it was. Now, last night, on the wing, ball, ball goes out, ball trickles out, it's Stocker and Nick Larkey. It's very early in the game. Stocker throws the ball at Larkey. Just a little bit of alpha mentality, and that's something we just don't have. Oh, I did see that. Keen for us. Yeah, I'm keen for us this year to move closer to, from little boys just you know trying to figure their way out to men starting to assert their dominance and Stocker brings it and it rubs off on the rest it's just such a shame that he got hurt but I mean that bump you guys were there I mean the crowd just everyone's on their feet it was so good it was and and it's it's almost you know you never it's hard to explain what I'm going to say but it was fitting sort of to I know obviously he got injured and you don't know that's happened but that just really resembles what he is about. He just puts his body on the line. He couldn't care what happens to him. He's a team player. And, you know, I'm not surprised he, he's, you know, he's bound to get injured once a season or something like that because of the way he literally just throws his body on the line for the team. And that, for me, I know he got injured, but I actually was so happy to see him just literally 
not shrug out of the, the contest, just go head in and just, yeah, body on the line. It's exactly what you want. And that's what he's all about. He's so valuable to this team in so many ways, more than just, what you know, his output. It's it's unbelievable. It was a pretty spiteful game. Yeah, it was a bit. There was, a lot, Francis. Of, there was a lot of heat in it with the Tassie Kangaroos. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there, there was. But I actually thought Stocker... I I really like Stocker. I think we're a much better team. I actually thought he struggled a bit, though, early defensively. I thought Zerha got on top of him in the second quarter. I thought Zerha was their only way back at one stage. I, I, I thought he might have struggled being that, you know, real, you know, lockdown defender as such, or, you know, that negating defender. But, yeah, it, it's a shame, because it's a shame that we probably won't get to see him next week. I'm not sure what the go is. Mm. But, yeah... You know, once again, he's definitely in our team. 100%. We're a better team with Liam Stocker in it. We're a better team with Liam Stocker in it than, you know, a lot of other people that occupy the back line. But I I thought he struggled a bit early, but, you know, hadn't played in a while. Going through the rest of the back line, Terry, Newman and Plowman, I thought they both played well. I actually thought Plowman and Bolt, you made the comment last night, I thought Plowman was really good. Definitely one of his better games in a while. What do you think, Terry and... He's another one who just sort of puts his body on the line and he loves playing for the jumper. I think, you know, you can't question his love for playing for Carlton. I, I had a really deep think about Plowman last night and one thing he did last night, which he hasn't done, I think, for the re- the, the, you know, the majority of the year is... I remember when he first came to the club and he showed a bit. He had this defensive ability to an extent, but he also had this offensive attacking flair... And he seems to have really gone back into his show and he didn't really show much of it this year. And I get it, maybe the role that he's playing is just lock down and don't worry about offense and just take the safe kick. But last night, he looked dangerous when he had the ball in hand and I, I was I was pleased to see it. And sometimes he shows a flash like that last night and you think, wow, maybe maybe we can move forward with him. And then obviously sometimes he can, he can do some things that, that frustrate us, but can't question his... Um, his role as a teammate, you know, like I said before, with getting involved, getting into Larky straight away, like he, he is a really good teammate. He might, he might not do the flashy things that the supporters want to see, but I'm sure within the four walls, they love having him around. And Newman, what do you think of Newman's game last night? Um, it was all right. It was, all right. It was, it was solid. <laughs> he, he was, he's, 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 you know, I'm not, I wasn't blown away, but at the same time, that's not always a bad thing, but he's, he finds a way to reach that minimum standard, I think, and he's never really, he's never a liability in my opinion. No, um, I agree. But I've seen him obviously. I've seen him play a little better, but nothing really to complain about with him. And I, and I think that's sort of been his whole year, and it's and it's not a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. I mean, he hasn't he hasn't really had a game this year where it's been like wow, and you know he's been among the best on the ground, but he also hasn't looked out of place at all. He has another one who hasn't really done anything wrong this year, and you're right. He sort of reaches that minimum standard that we expect of him. So where do we sit here? Because, you know, the more I watched last night, and, you know, we can disregard the opposition for a second because they are the pits. They, <laughs> they really are. They are the worst team I've watched live by a mile. Um, but I, and this is going to sound very contentious, which I'm all about, but I don't feel it's necessary for Zach Williams to play in this team. I didn't miss him last night. There was, there was he just he provides 
an element of stress to my day at the football, which was eradicated by him not playing yesterday. With all due respect, I, I, you know, he's played a couple of good games, but I just feel that we, you know, if Williams isn't there to get the ball, you know, you've got all these other options like Doherty and Saad and even Stocker once McGovern comes back for a bit of extra cover down there. I just feel that in the grand scheme of things, that we operate much better without Zach Williams in this team. I really do. I know it's a tough one. I know he's on the big money and I know he'll come straight back in. But Terry, where is Zachy sitting right now? I, I know, I, 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 I do get what you're saying. Having said that, I think I think he's been really good this year and it, it, I almost sense that we, we have to have him in because of his situation, the contract and, and all of that. I haven't yet felt connected to him if that makes sense yeah. I haven't felt an emotional connection to him I haven't seen him do too much yet in game where I just really link with him and I think we are missing that as supporters with him um, it's, it's hard to explain because he's come on he's coming to the club with such expectation and it's almost like a business transaction the way we, we view him and analyse him which can be unfair at times but ultimately He's a big recruit, so expectation has to be there. And I don't know, I'd like to hear from him more. I'd like to hear him speak a bit more. I'd like the club to the media team to look to create and unpack some layers to him so we can connect with him more because at the moment I feel the disconnect. Yeah, I I agree with that. It's a great call actually because, you know, and Bolt, you were speaking about weedering how he does a weekly segment on RSN. I mean, you know, you're right. You know, he's a big money player. There's a lot of expectation on him. And you're right, there is a little bit of a disconnect with the fan base. And I love it. I think you're and right. And he's also that- our most experienced Indigenous player as well. So there's clearly a link, you know, you can make, you know, with selling Zach Williams here, you know, in terms of, you know, no, res- I, I- you know off-field responsibilities. But in terms of on-field, I, I just think... I-, I-, I, know, I value use of the football higher than anything. I really do. And... He's got a lot of other attributes that I can respect, but I, I just, I really struggle to see. Like, I'll put it to you this way: like Zach Williams isn't. I don't see it. I, when we made the late change last night. I actually wrote on another group that I actually thought the change, and it's in writing, so I'm not saying this after the fact. I actually thought the change suited us better playing Plowman because I thought it, I thought it would release Stocker a bit more playing Plowman instead of Williams because I thought that would get Stocker a bit more off the chain, which. In hindsight, it didn't. But I just don't think we missed Williams at all. Mm. It's an interesting one. It really is. Um, I think we've gone through all the defenders. Um, yep. We'll go into the midfield. Patrick Cripps. Oh, boy. I think... And another one. It's taken us half an hour to talk about him. I don't know how. But P. Cripps, three votes. We'll definitely be hearing that after last night's performance. Terry. We're going to have to like take a shot every time we hear it. <laughs> We'll be out by the third ad break. (laughs) (laughs) Terry, I know it's going to be hard to put into words, but Patrick Cripps, that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to let you go on with it. Patrick Cripps. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just, look, I'm just happy for him and I'm proud of him. I really am. He, he, He struggled last year with a bunch of things, his own body, his off field, the contract, the club, the dysfunction. The external noise, a lot of us fans getting really just frustrated with him because we know he's better and I'm sure he would be 
even more frustrated with himself than what anyone else in the whole footy world was with him and um, he's so good he's so fucking good boys oh my god <laughs> is he the is he the best in the comp yeah He's I mean, Petrarca's really, really, really good. But I think Cripps can look any any player in the eye and they can sit and have a conversation and they can be on the same level. I mean, the idea of Patrick Cripps on grand final day is unreal. A lot of talk about grand final day. <laughs> no, but <laughs> I like it. I like it. Like, get him to a grand final and, and, and the rest will take care of itself. No, I think... and. And he's another one who just be, bleeds blue. Bleeds blue. Like, no one bleeds blue more than Patrick Cripps. And, you know... You well, can... it's a testament to him. You know, he's from... He's not from Victoria. He's stayed with us through the most wild of times. He's already up to his fourth... His fifth coach. <laughs> like, he, he, he is a marvel. And the way he's played this year, I, I think it's exceeded everyone's expectations. Because, you know, he has been pretty underwhelming the last two years. But he's probably taken his 2018 and 2019 form to another level. Well, so I'll just say, round one, he should get... I'm not talking about from a Brownlow point of view here. I'm talking about just how good he has been this year. He was best on in round one, I think. I think he was best on in round two. In fact, he definitely was. Round three, he was absolutely outstanding. If not best on, definitely top three on the ground. He obviously got injured against the Gold Coast. But the last two weeks, you know... He could very well poll three votes in a losing team last week. And last night, he was just... He has reached a new level. I think he is in career best form. He certainly exceeded the form that he was in, I think, in 2019, where he won the MVP. And I was speaking to a Melbourne fan last night, and I said... I sort of said, look, Cripps hasn't done what Petrarca and Gorn have done. You know, they've led their team to a flag. But right now, in the here and now... There is no one in the comp better than him. He is just so comfortably, in my eyes, the best player in the comp. It's just, it's unbelievable. It really is. Oh, I think out of twenty twenty two form, he, he he's definitely the best player in the comp at the moment. But I, I, with Cripps, I love the fact that he's making his disposals. How how do I put this into words? Like the possessions he's taking this year are way more relevant than they have been in the last two years. There are a lot of handballs. There wasn't a lot of meters gained. He was almost trying to do a bit too much last year as well. Because I don't think he was on... I don't think his mindset and his body were in sync at all. But he, like, you know, he's he's just nailed everything at the moment. Like, he's kicking the ball a bit more. He's a threat up forward. He's a kicking goals. serious threat up forward. He, he, he's, yeah, he's the complete package at the moment. And hopefully he stays, you know, on the park for the rest of the year. Because, you know, that is the difference between taking Carlson from a team finishing 10th to a team finishing 7th. You know, that output from Patrick Cripps. No, I completely agree. Terry, Sam Walsh, another one who, I mean, we know what we're going to get from Sam Walsh. And I said it last night, I don't think he's ever played a bad game for the club. Another game from Sam Walsh I where best game of he's the year. just slotted in so seamlessly, unbelievable. Every time he gets the pill, Sam Walsh, what were your thoughts? The 50 possession game is coming. <laughs> what on grand final day <laughs> it's coming I, I, he's, he's, he just keeps keeping on we get I think we're spoiled with him because we just we just come to expect it now yeah you're um, right you know but he, he's, he's just coming along nicely and this year he's, he's adding that leadership element as well and 
you know, needing to really crack in when um, when things get tough. He's now one of the players that we look to along with Cripps and when Wiedering and, and Harry and and these types who are really leading the club forward. And, you know, I'm just grateful every time I get to watch him play. I'm as well. I think he's just he's so reliable. He's he's so good. He's such a calming influence on the ball as well. He's so good. He just goes about his business now. It, it, it is. It's, it's amazing that it's just an expectation. Mm. And it's just like, yep, that's... And he never fails to deliver. Yep, that's our Walsh. No. Like, never fails to deliver. Um, we touched on Matt Kennedy. I thought he was much improved last night on his last performance. Um, and I think he's, you know, he's a big cog in our midfield. He's just so important for us. And, you know, his kicking, his, that, that for me, his kicking has improved out of sight in 2022. You know, there was talk during the week that he's now wanting a multi-year deal. If I'm the club, I'm giving him what he wants, to be honest, because we just can't afford to not have him around. Are you on the same page, Terry? 100%, mate. You summed that up perfectly. Yeah, no, I think he's just so important. We touched on the wingers last night as well, O'Brien and Nunes. And then there's Adam Chera. And then there's Adam Chera. Do you want to... Can I... Can I? We're, we're using my phone to speak to Terry here. Yeah. I need your phone for the stats because I haven't yeah. read out the stats yet. No stress. I was looking at them in bed last night. Oh, yeah, as you do. At, at, well, that's exactly what I do. And Adam Chera, 26 and a goal. He went... I mean, see, these, these are the stats for me... 22 pressure acts, six clearances, eight inside 50s. It's just the little things like that. There was one like inside that. 50. He, I think it was in the first quarter. This kick to Cripps, where Cripps missed that first set shot. The kick from Chera was ridiculous. I, I'll have to find the footage because like, me speaking about it doesn't even do it justice. It was absurd. But, but Chera is also just going about his business. And he's so, and it's just the stats that I've read out there. And, you know, you can chuck in seven score involvements, a goal assist five marks, I mean, three tackles. It's just a complete game. It's just an all-round complete game. Terry, I've got to ask, obviously when we recruited Chera, we expected that he was going to become a gun. Did you think he'd have the impact he's having already? Did you think it would come so quickly? Yeah, I actually think he's got another level to go. I think he's still getting comfortable. I'm starting to notice he and Walsh really build this chemistry. Mm. with um, their handball game and one handballs and then cuts an angle quickly and they're still figuring that out. They started showing signs of it last week. I know we lost, but um, oh, I think he's even got another level to go and like his body's coming along nicely. Um, I, what I expected from him was just uh, you know a 25-ish possession per game player that has poise and is able to you know kick the ball inside 50 efficiently and and just sort of I always felt like in the second half of the year he'd be a bit more comfortable in the first half but mm. he really he really has slotted in above expectation I mean if you compare Chera and you know to another extent Hewitt as recruits this year in terms of slotting in compared to Sard and Williams last year um, I think it's a big difference as to massive how, difference how, how well they've slotted in no but, and, I, and, I, and I think that also speaks volumes of just the system and you know everything that's gone on to almost make these guys fit in so well at Carlton. Mm. The Ruckman. I want to speak about mm. TDK. Interesting one. It was an inch. I think it was sort of a nor here nor there performance. He did. I think he copped a little foot injury early in the game. I thought Goldstein was turning the game in the second quarter. I, I thought Goldstein was getting well, well, well on top at one stage, but I thought to Conning, 
I, I, his follow up was much better from mm. centre stoppages last definitely, night. Definitely, but it's it's tough. Is in we're asking him to play a game which is out of his weight division, really. And you know they chucked Goldstein, the experienced ruckman, back in as the full time ruckman, and uh, you know they, he probably got the chocolates on the night. But I don't think DeConning lowered his colours as such like he did against Wits. Yeah, no, this he wasn't. He didn't look out of his depth. Terry, what were your thoughts on DeConning's game? Yeah, well, he rolled the ankle badly. I remember seeing him uh, come. I was I was sitting on the wing, pretty close to the bench, and it was heart in mouth stuff, and that was strapping it really tightly. And I started thinking, goodness me, Murkov's playing next week. It's going to happen. <laughs> and that, that's not a knock on Murkov because he's coming along nicely. But I'm just thinking, oh, God. It's like it just we're just really hanging on, it seems, to you know the valuable players that we can't afford to lose. But came back on, Bolt, spot on. His second and third efforts um, were very cruiser-like. And, and I'm in the mentality. I understand where we're at with him. He hasn't played 50 games. He's going to have a few inconsistencies over the next month or eight weeks or however long until we get to the mid-season draft. Um, and if we can look for a Ruckman, maybe we do. But I'm going to be patient with him and understand that uh, I've got to ride the bumps. And these are just the games that we need to get into him. And, you know, in three years' time, you know, these games now are the ones that are going to build him into that player he's going to become. And, yeah, I'm just deploying some patience with him. No, I, I, I think it's a great take. Um, I think we do need to be patient with him. It's funny, you know, you mentioned he hasn't played 50 games, and I think we saw we don't we don't acknowledge that enough. He's still very raw for a ruckman. You know, it takes some ruckman 50 to 100 games before they really get their career going. And you know, I look at last night, and I, I'm just like you said, Terry. You know, you said you're big on noticing, you know, player actions and you know, the way that they act on the field outside from having the ball, but, you know, what they do for the jumper. And there were a couple instances last night where DeConing threw his body on the line, um, you know, copped it, copped a, a fair hit. And there was one where Cripps and Chera both went up to here. They really got around him because they acknowledged that he just threw his body on the line for the team. And I think it was, I think he got a knee in the back from Goldstein. I, I can't remember, but... Just little things like that. I think he's showing some maturity as well. There's also a play we haven't spoken about. There were three consecutive smothers coming from Plowman to Nunes. Then this ridiculous jump smother from Chera. I think it was in the second quarter on the wing in front of the interchange bench. Like, that is just... Do you remember the back in the day? We're talking 15 years ago, the AFL Army Award. (laughs) Do you remember that? (laughs) Yes. Yeah? Well, 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 that would be the winner. Who was the Carlson defender who got nominated for that once? Oh, I don't know. Paul Bauer? No, no, no. It was... Um, <laughs> Jamo? No, Joe Anderson. Oh, Joe yeah, the mark. Brisbane. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, this, would have, this play, I'll make a gif out of it. That okay. will be our homework for the night. It was ridiculous. Terry, the Twin Towers. What were your thoughts on H and Charlie last night? Seven goals between them. Oh, God, aren't we spoiled? Spoiled. <laughs> No, we're not spoiled because we had to sit through years of, you know, hoping that Charlie would come good and hoping the body would hold up. And we're finally now starting to see... Do you remember when they were drafted and we used to say to people, oh, wait till they've played five, six years. They're going to take the competition by storm. Like, And this is my point. In my review, I said, if you blink, you miss it. And it's happening in this very moment. We're watching it unfold. We're watching them grow up right now. I think this year is already becoming the turning point in this group. 
Absolutely. And to see Harry and Charlie, oh my god! And like Charlie, Charlie was hot early, but then I think Harry probably took over in terms of you know who was the most dominant forward. Maybe because Charlie missed a few as well and kicked four behinds where he probably should have kicked more goals um, than what he what he did. But um, one gets off, defenders have to be mindful of one, and then the other gets off. And the thing that I noticed last night, finally consistently they were leading at the football more than what I'd seen them this year yeah no I, I, it's a great call because I, I think it was well Char, the thing is with Charlie is because H draws the number one defender and last night North had their top two well, defenders uh, out I'm glad you brought up North's defenders because yeah. Harry Mackay will never go through a week of football having to play on someone of Aiden Bonner's quality again. Like Aiden Bonner and Josh Walker taking Mackay and Kerno, that's like Christmas in April. Like, I'm sorry, but like <laughs> like we speak about people fighting out of their weight division. Like Aiden Bonner? Yeah, it's true. It's a good call. Like Aiden Bonner on Herschel? Like it's yeah, that was only ending one way. Like it, it was that you know you know how sometimes you get the under twelves kid filling in for the under fifteens team. Yep, yep. <laughs> that it was, um, I was laughing when I saw Aiden Callers out. I thought to myself, "Oh my god, like we're in for a treat." But yeah, the twins, no, they, they are great. They're so dynamic. Those two, the twin towers, were on last night. But I was really impressed with Matt Owie's game, Terry. I've got to ask you your thoughts on his first goal because for me. You know, it was quick. It was O'Brien, you know, sent it forward. I think, you know, Owies got the handball received. He didn't even, you know, as he got the ball, he threw it onto the boot from 40, 50 metres out, um, drilled it home. Thoughts on Owies' game last night? Eight tackles to go with two goals. Yeah, he got the reward for effort. And, and this is the thing with the small forwards there. Their stats won't look sexy. At times, it'll be less than 10 possessions, or at times, it'll be 10 possessions. But... Um, it's a work rate and it's yeah it's something that coaches probably love on the inside oh he's he's really he's a real good pro just a good professional um, in the way he goes about it um, he's tough and I remember his first contest last night just completely cracked it I thought he smashed his face in um, laying the tackle but yeah I, I'm liking what I've seen from, from the small forwards and I do remember the conversations last year obviously we're playing Murphy in that forward line Eddie Betts was in that forward line and the, the pressure in the forward line was borderline non-existent at times and do you remember the, the rhetoric actually think about it North Melbourne last year they walked it out of our defensive 50 how many yeah. times last year so we've now got that forward pressure at a level where it's um, it's just not getting out of our, our forward 50 as easily as what it was Matt Owies last night as you mentioned you know they're not glamorous stats. He only had five touches, but two goals. And of his eight tackles, six of them came inside 50. And yeah, they're, they're me, elite numbers. That is just... That's an elite, that's an elite level of forward in the... Uh, of pressure in the forward half. And, and Corey Durden's also good. He's got a great presence of mind. I was going to say, like, you know, Durden, he didn't kick a goal last night, but... Oh, he you, made, that, that, oh, that first but always knew, goal was Corey Durden. Yeah, but but what I was going to say is he didn't kick a goal, but you know he played. Uh, he was, I think Durden was actually fantastic last night. You know his forward pressure is, you know he's. I get so excited speaking about him and Terry. I'm not just saying this because you know you're involved with Corey, but he is going to be an unbelievable footballer. Like it is just it is. I I, I think there's 
levels. And for a small forward, he's just going to be... He's going to be an elite small forward in the competition. Yeah, 100%. He's just got the right mentality. Um, just the way he interacts with fans, the way he is as a person. Obviously, sponsoring him, I've had the chance to meet him a couple of times and sort of know him somewhat personally, but not too deeply just yet. But yeah, good family, good morals, good values, good character. And um, he gets off on hurting people. Like, he loves it. Yeah, and he's, yeah, as I mean, I think, you know, as far as the small forwards go in the competition, he's definitely one of the most exciting developing smalls in the comp. I think he's going to be a crazy good player. I don't think he's going to be a goal-kicking small forward. I just think it's going to be... That's that's why I'm excited. Yeah. Because there's, you know, he's played, what, eight games? Nine games? something like that. It's crazy. It's crazy the input that, you know, we're getting out of a player who's played eight games. It's just mental. Um. Jack Silvani last night, you know, this guy every single week turns up. He is just so reliable and, you know, we, we, you know we're obviously, we speak about it every week, just how reliable he is. Terry, I want to get your thoughts on Jack Silvani because, you know, he's almost one of, you know, he's, he's one of our favourite players, I guess, on the show. Yeah, you can't, you can't not love Jack. He's the heart and soul of the club at the moment. He's... I, I made this comment early, like before the season started, I, I, and I sense by the end of the year it'll it'll happen if it hasn't already. It's no longer JSOS. He is Sauce. Yeah. He is now Sauce. And that's really cool because he's growing up and he's really matured and the little little interaction with him and Horn Francis and I don't know if he called him dog shit or just shit or whatever he did, <laughs> but just, again, that air of confidence and that air of I'm Jack Silvani, um, you know, I'm a big part of this this thing, and and you know, I'm one of the leaders of the club, and yeah, nothing but nothing but love and 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 just pure emotion for Jack. He's a coach's dream, you know why? Because you can throw this guy, you can say to him, "Look, Jack, mate, you're gonna have to play fullback this week," and he'll say, "All right, who am I playing on? What have I got to do? What, what's my job?" He just he is team first. He couldn't care less where he plays as long as he feels he can have an impact and play his role for the team. Yeah. He actually doesn't care what he has to do. And that is why he's just, he's one of our most valuable players. He was terribly missed last week. I thought he was noticeably missed against Fremantle. He straightens us up really well. He just, you know what he is? He's just the link between everyone, you know? He's yeah. he's the link from the back line to the forward line. He's the link from the for, from the midfield to the forward. He's just, everything about him is just outstanding. And I, I just, I'm so... I'm so proud of the play that he's become because, you know, he started slow. It took a while for him to get going, but he's got to a point now where he just doesn't want another one of those players who you know what you're going to get from every week and he never fails to, and he never, he never fails to deliver really. Yeah. He just stands up where, where and when he needs to. Yeah, he really does. Um, Bolt, do you want to quickly get the team sheet up just to make sure we've gone through everyone? I think we have. Yeah. Um, we touched on Fisher a little bit earlier as part of that forward group. Jack Martin, I guess, is the one yes. we haven't. And he probably played his best game of the year last night as well. Terry, thoughts on Martin? Yeah, a lot more impact with the possessions that he did have. Um, you know, the stats will say 13 touches, but he, you know, he kicked the two. Um, was lively for longer, was, was in the links for longer, I thought. Pressure was good. Um, really, really chased hard consistently. Didn't didn't give up on contests. 
um, as easily as what I've seen him do in the past. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a benchmark game for me. That was last night. It's just kind of, that's the minimum standard. Yeah, just no, got to keep, keep. He's just got to keep the scoreboard ticking over. And Trying to get his yep. stats up from last night. Oh, Bob. I know he kicked a couple and he missed a couple as well. Yeah, there was a night he. I loved his his snap. He took six marks, which is very important. Thirteen disposal. I think that's just where he's got to be. He's just got to be a threat in front of goal, and he has to make. You know, like as good as Mackay and Kurnow are, we still want to be diverse going forward. Yep. And you know, Jack Martin adds to that. He's still having, for me, a very much of a nearly year. You know, he's just he's still a bit of a nearly player. He's still a bit fumbly, but once again, if he's kicking a couple goals a week, no one's complaining. I actually think, and we haven't really spoken about this side of his game before, but I actually think he's a really smart player. Like no, last yeah, night, he is. He's nice. Like his, his positioning is outstanding in freeing up H and Charlie. There were a couple moments last night where he knows not to get in the way of H and Charlie, and he almost draws one of North's defenders out of the way. And, you know, you're going you're gonna to pay... And this is the good thing about having a good forward line. The opposition defense has to pay attention to everyone. And Jack Martin knows that. He knows he's going to draw a player out. And, you know, he his positioning, I think, is outstanding. And that's something that just think we should acknowledge is he's actually... He's playing smart football, you know, which is which is fantastic to see. Terry, a top three from the night. Uh, do you have a 3-2-1 from last night? Yeah, I do. I went uh, Cripps for the three, Side for the two, and Harry for the one. Yep, I'm identical to that. Yeah, I- I'm going to I'm gonna go Cripps three, Side two, and just because just cause I'm very emotionally invested now, I'm going to give Jack Carroll a vote. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, the boys. <laughs> you know what? You know what? He barely played the last quarter. The last five minutes of the third quarter, I couldn't have been more proud of him. He was he was bending over. He had such bad cramps, like barely could move. But when the ball was Josh in... Josh Honey's getting a bit jealous listening to this. <laughs> uh... But when the ball was in play, Carol was, you know, he was on. You know, had the cramps, but didn't matter. Um, he had a lot of work done in the last quarter to try and, you know, get rid of the cramps, a bit of pickle juice probably. But he was just... You know, for a debut, phenomenal, and I'm going to give him a vote. So you're sneaky for the Rising Star nomination? True. Oh, well, he'd be leading it at the moment, for sure. You'd have to say surely. so. Surely. For surely. sure, surely. Haven't had one in a while. Let's just hope one of these Collingwood guys doesn't play well today. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've conceded the first couple early. Very good. I tipped the Gold Coast. Did you? <laughs> I did. Um, Terry, any other sort of discussion points from last night's game you want to touch on? Um, maybe just a reminder to the fans just to trust what's going on. Because I, I think last year and maybe even, let's just say the last two years, it's a lot of the rhetoric was around the senior coaches and the assistants. And we haven't heard any of that discussion this year. And I think that's because of how good a job they're doing. We have got the right people coaching these boys and they're bought in. There is a connected group. There yep. is a committed group. And uh, I think a lot of kudos needs to go to that entire coach's box. The one that we've been crying out for change for so long. We got the change. And I just think the overall package of what we're seeing so far, like, I'm so confident we're on the right track. I really am. I lost faith completely last year. I think a lot of us did at times. But I've got that faith back. And it's a really good time to be a supporter. So I think I would just urge people to stop living in the past a little bit too much and, and just see what is happening for what it is. The boys are growing up. It's happening. 
and uh, I hope that people don't miss out on it because they're too busy trying to look for something to complain about. And it's funny you say that because even when Teak sort of came in and we started, you know, even when, you know, he was interim and we were winning games under him, we started okay under him, I was never comfortable. Like, I just, there yeah. was something that was just not 100% right. Well, would you and be comfortable if the fans picked your coach? <laughs> I must be honest, right now, I am just so comfortable with who's looking after this team. I couldn't have more. And, I, and I, I'll, I'll, I'm not going to shy away from it. I didn't want Michael Voss to get the job initially. I just thought there were better options out there. But right now, I couldn't be more comfortable and confident in, you know, the people that are looking after the team. I think our assistants are brilliant, you know. There's just, you know, it's a great... I, I love the call, Terry, because just naturally, I'm just comfortable and confident. I just don't... There's no... I don't have any doubt. No doubt whatsoever. Yeah, it's a good place to be. And there's something we, you know... Look, listen, at the end of the day in life... If you're looking for something wrong, you're going to find it. If you're looking for something right, you're also going to find it. So it's all about perspective. It absolutely is, definitely. Um, Terry, just before we let you go, team changes for next week. Um, you know, we've just won the game. It's early to be speaking about it, but we do every week on at the end of the show. Uh, let's let's do team changes as if George Hewitt is going to play. And Liam Stocker won't? Yeah. Yeah, because I think Stocker, you know, he was in a in a sling at the end of the night. So, and he did do an Instagram post saying he'll see us in a couple of weeks. Um, so we'll say, you know, Hewitt in, Stocker out. Are there any other changes you think that will be made? Will Williams come straight back in? What are your thoughts, Terry? Yeah, I think if Williams is fit and available, he'll play next week. Um, and I would assume that would just be a, you know, Williams for Stocker move. Yep. Hewitt obviously will play if he's fit and available. And then, and that's the question. Someone's going to be a bit stiff. Is it Noons? Is it O'Brien? I, I, I don't know because it's not Carroll. It's absolutely not Jack Carroll. Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely so, not. Yeah. It's like, well, what do you do? Is it, is it, is it Plowman? I, I don't know. That it's tough. It's tough. It's tough, but like I said, I've got the faith in the coaching group. I'm just going to react to the selections as they come and, and put the faith in them. And um, it's a good, it's a good problem to have. It really is. Well, Paul, the Crows have a three-headed, you know, big forward line for next week. In you know, don't laugh at the names, but Walker, Golands, and Himmelberg. Now, and also McAdams, pretty we're, good. We're probably going to need that third tall in Plowman. So I'm not sure who the next one to drop out. I don't be. think Plowman drops out. Nor do I. Uh, I, I reckon. Yeah. I reckon it'll be Williams for Stocker. And see, I don't think. I don't think he can drop Nunes because you know him and O'Brien were clearly the two. Maybe you'll just last be night. Hewitt for Stocker. And no Williams. I don't know. Uh, they, they will play. You know they'll play Williams. I. I just don't know who the other one to be. Watch it, him drop O'Brien. It, no, Watch I, him do it. I think it'll be Nunes over O'Brien for I sure. I hope so, but Nunes is fine. I was going to say, it's, it's, it any, is tough. anyone's going to be stiff off last night. Um, yeah. it's gonna. I think at the moment you'd say Nunes goes out, but it's stiff. It is stiff, and I didn't think he should have played last night. I was actually baffled, really, that he remained in the team, but, you know, you got to call it how you see it, and he was actually pretty good last night. So it's going to be interesting to see the changes that they make. Um you know, and there's all, you know, there's COVID health and safety protocols, there's injuries, something will bop up. But as it stands right now, 
very difficult to drop anyone from last night. Um, Terry, thank you so much for joining us, mate. It was an absolute pleasure to have you on. can promise you we won't be waiting two years in between drinks for the next time we have you on. Um, hopefully more like two weeks. But, mate, thank you so much. We absolutely love what you're doing with Blue Abroad, and we'll give it a fair shout-out uh, at the end of this show and at the beginning, mate. We, as, as a Carlton community, we couldn't appreciate what you do anymore. And, mate, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, boys, you're so welcome. It's an honour. It's a privilege. Um, I don't take it lightly. Uh, I really do appreciate the kind words. And, uh, look, it's just a cool journey. And, and to see you guys really emerge as well in the space and, and really take ownership for, um, you know, your content as well. And I think, you know, the opportunities are there for people that are willing to have a crack. And, you know, we're in this new world now. And I hope to see more people having a crack at it as well. And, you know, life's too short to do anything other than what you love, all right? Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you so much, and we'll be sure to speak soon. For sure. You on talk, boys? <laughs> love it. Love it. <laughs> Terry, thank you, mate. Terry Degani there, Bolt. He's a great man. He, he devotes is. so much time to the club, and you know we're all better off with, his, with what he's doing for the club and the community. So once again, a big shout-out and a thanks to Terry. I'm sure everyone knows Blue Abroad, so I don't need to give them too much of a shout-out because everyone that follows us would follow them. But... YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, every platform they're on, Blue Abroad, just do unbelievable things for the Carlton community. Bolt, Twitter questions. Um, let's fly through them. We'll start off, Damon Mule, the great man, who you met last week. Yep. Uh, that was my fave Jack Martin game. A lot of effort, some nice marks, and hitting the scoreboard. Saad is a fucking superstar. Crips, baby. Wow. Yeah, Saad is a jet. Um, Crips, we know. And yeah, Martin, Martin was good. I, he, he was good. I, I still don't think it's the complete package from him, but he was good. Jeffrey says, and I don't know, I didn't know that these sorts of people existed. And if they do, they couldn't really be in existence anymore. But he said, finally, the side haters are starting to see what most of us have always seen. He is elite. How oh, luck- that, that can't be Carlson people, surely. No, it would be Essendon Flogs. Uh, but how- he doesn't get the respect in the wider AFL no, he doesn't. landscape. He- and you know what? He didn't, he, was- he didn't when he was at Essendon either. No, you know why? Because since he's come to Carlton, he's just been linked with Williams by association. Yeah, he has been. Um, and he says, and how lucky are we to have H and Charlie, two of the best contested marks and goal scorers in the business. And finally, Carol and Young. Wow, everything just came together for the team. Jeffrey, it's a great t- tweet. Couldn't agree more. Um, Rafi Vartanian says, how good does Jack Carroll look? That is all. Well, I'm absolutely, I'm loving the love that Jack Carroll is getting because, uh, yeah, we all know that my boy is Josh Honey, but, uh, I think I, I might have another one, Bolt. I think they might, don't, might get, have to, don't get greedy. <laughs> might have to add another one to the list. Um, but, and, and just quickly on Jack Carroll, we didn't speak about this earlier, but I don't think people know this about him, but he could have nominated for yep. the draft the year after he fell into the age bracket where he could have gone in the draft that he did or the year after if he had gone the year after he would have been a top five pick Lock, yeah. locked in top five pick he decided rather to go in the draft class that he did and thank god because we've got a serious player on our hands uh brian dalgleish solid debut from carol with dow banging on the door young is finding his spot nicely Lobs precision kicking, both forwards firing. I think we're okay. Just need a year to sort out the game plan. 
Can TDK get up to speed while Pitonet is out? I hope he can. It's a really tough one with Tommy. Um, and yeah, it's great. You know that Paddy Dow's still putting in really good shifts in the VFL and he can't get back into the side just because, you know, we're stacked at the moment. And hopefully, you know, his, his opportunity will come and he's just got to take it with both hands like Jack Carroll did. And Absolutely. put pressure on everyone. Luke Passeri said, is Lewis Young slowly looking the goods or is it just North? And he spelt it with an F, which we love. <laughs> I feel I feel he's been improving over a couple of weeks. Obviously, still a lot of work to be done, but signs nonetheless. Actually, it's a great tweet because I think we have sort of been saying the last few weeks that Young's been improving. Yeah, I, I'm still so mixed on him because I don't love him. Uh, he, he was good against North, but... um. <laughs> He, he, he's a really tricky one for me. I, I just can't make a judgment either way yet. Picto Bento, as a team that's crying out for foot skills, how complete of a debut was Carroll's performance? No, he, he really was great. Kicking was unbelievable. Um, he looked extremely comfortable and confident. Cannot wait to see him after 50-plus games under his belt. Exciting times ahead for this kid. And I, I think so. I think it's also the fact that, you know... We have been starved of like really good debuts. You know, we see players around the league have amazing debut games. A lot of our youngsters turn out, you know, as good players, but on debut they look a little bit shaky. This was just well, it's just immediate impact. You know, we've got to play the waiting game a lot of time. We'll see how he goes. Straight in, immediate impact, just outstanding. Um, <laughs> this is. Uh, every tweet is basically about Jack Carroll. Wilson says, I like Jack Carroll so much. I already have him ahead of Lob in the team. That first contest when he got crunched told me plenty about how tough the kid is. The pill never left his hands. Alchemy Blue says, once again, how important is Jack Silvani to our side? He gives so much. And how good was that courageous kick from defense into the corridor yes. to hit Charlie on the chest yes. that led to the Chera goal in the third quarter? Yes, great call. Great call. Was. Gonna like that tweet now. Um, now, nah, Jack Silvani can't speak highly enough of him. Yeah, no. He's just he's just exactly what we want and what we need. Lock Egg, how do we maximize footballing talent in the best twenty two by including Dow and Hewitt next week without becoming too midfield dense? Oh. Hoping Carroll can take Nunes' spot on the wing. He frankly is a mile off and needs to find a way to have Dow in for him. Um, well, the simple answer is we don't need to include Dow and Hewitt because we don't need to include people when you know for the sake of it. You know, Paddy Dow shouldn't be playing just because he's playing well in the VFL. He's got a you know he, his his position is the midfield, and you know people complain. You know the, the excuse that people have used for years with Paddy Dow is he's been being played out of position. Well, we can't have it both ways. He's either got to play in the position that he's playing, um, or he has to play out of position. And you know I'd rather him wait, and that's what makes a good organisation. No, that's fair enough. I agree. Jimmy Faz, the great man, he says, do you think a player like Carroll is a very important piece to the puzzle? Clean left footer who really complements the inside balls. Also, yes, it is against North, but does our back line look better without Williams? I really like both aspects of this tweet because first aspect of it about Carroll, I actually think if he performs like that every week, you know, that's exactly what we need. And I think it was... Kane Corns, who said on Footy Classified, uh, I think it was when we were three or f- three and zero. Oh, he goes, you know, Carlton's midfield's unbelievable, that but they're lacking that just one classy mid, and we've got a lot of class in there. But I sort of understand what he's saying, and I think Jack Carroll, if he grows into the player that we want him to be, that can be him. You know, classy left footer, plays inside and outside. 
Um, no, it's a great, it's a great call, Jimmy. The more and I think, dimension- I think he could be the important piece to yeah, the puzzle. Yeah, the more dimensions you can add to a midfield group, you know, the better you're going to be. And obviously, we've spoken about the Williams comment as well. Yeah, um, yeah no, I mean, our defence possibly did look better. I, I, I do, I, I do. A um, couple more. Michael Henriksen says, uh, we won't get away with our defensive efforts against good teams. And how good is Adam Saad? Yeah, Saad. Amazing. Unbelievable. Um, Dom in the Den, did it warm your heart when every blue in the vicinity let Larky know when he was in trouble after tunneling young? Was there anything left of his jumper? Yeah, no, and he, and he, got, he got everything he deserved, Nick Larky. Um, no, it was fantastic. Um, Stephen Reitman said, when will we see any resemblance of consistency in players named? When will the club stop treating supporters like fools and produce a real injury report? Um, why aren't Motlop and Murkov getting a game? Yeah, oh, I mean... Well, I think I don't, I don't think Murkov's anywhere near it at the moment. Well, he's just very raw. I would, an, would be throwing him to the wolves, and really. And I think Greg uh, Diesel-Williams actually spoke on SCN a couple of weeks ago and he said he's... Ne- he's he said he's never seen a player of his size move the way he does. And he said he reckons he's going to be an incredible ruckman. However, he's still one to two years away from even yeah. playing. Oh, for so, sure. So, you know, he's, he's a mile no, I off. think it's unfair to expect... Um, but yeah, the injury, but the injury report, report's fair. I, as in... It's, but that's been going on for no, years. No, I know. Mate. As in, I, I, I think all clubs should have, you know, be accountable for transparency with that type of stuff. But, um, yeah... Um, Tracy Reed, no questions, but I think Young will become a very important important player for us. I hope so because it's it's a big hole in the team which we need someone to fill consistently. So I hope so. He was good last night. Vin at Blue Baggers says Cripps, Sard, McKay, and Doherty will get the votes as they should, but bloody hell, Young, Lob, Fisher, and Carroll were impressive. Crazy what happens when we take the game on rather than playing safe. I hope we take confidence from that approach in the second half. It was a great response. Yep, not fair call. You know, those role plays are really good. Tim Phillips says, O'Brien, Fisher, Harry, Saad, and now Carroll, dare I say it, having this caliber of left footers helps our field angles considerably. Yeah, but changes the lanes a, a bit. Call. Yeah, it's a good call. Just a bit of versatility. Um, Michael Saravolo, he just said, Lewis Young is good. There's a lot of love here for Lewis Young and he's yep. deserved because he was outstanding last night. Um, there's a couple more coming through. Tommy says, love the intensity the boys started the game with. This was the first third quarter we have won for the year. It's a great pickup. Yes. Watching live rather than what could have been seen on TV. Do you think it was a case of the Blues playing better or North being worse? Bit no, of both, I Yeah, think. a bit of both. I, I just don't think North Melbourne have the ability right now to go with it, you know, that intensity that they showed in the second quarter for long enough, really. They're so far off it, but... You know, we were good, as in we we, we did exactly what we needed to do. Um, <laughs> this is funny, Baz. Did you meet Baz last night at the nah, game? No, but he was in the back. He, was, he said, I've got a question. <laughs> where the fuck are you guys? Where were you guys? Bolt said, I'm in a jacket. Great description. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wasn't looking for you I, when you said, I'm in a jacket. I was looking. I was going up and down the aisle and just couldn't see him. And I was sitting, I was sitting like second back row because I like my elevation. I just could not see him. And then half time, I went outside. Second back row on level two. No, level one. Oh, level okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I was walking up and down the aisle, so I was there on show. 
<laughs> you just couldn't find him. <laughs> That's funny. That was pre-game. That's very funny. Um, Mickey C says, Jack Carroll for the Rising Star. I'm bloody oath. I hope he gets it. Um, MP says, could this have been the birth of the Youngie Weeders duo of the future? They worked beautifully together tonight, I thought. Uh, and a shout out to the backs in general and a special mention to Stocker's Bump. Yep. No, um, I hope so. Someone has to take the second key defender role, you know, by the scruff of the neck, really. And I, I really hope. I really, because, you know, we just need reliability down there. RJ said, thought Jack Martin played a ripper game, seemed to pressure well while the game was on the line. It's a good call. He's also getting a bit of love, Jack Martin. No, definitely. Uh, I think that is all for the Twitter questions this week. Um, Pat Green wins it there. He says, how is Stocker? How do you think Kennedy went coming back in? Uh, Sauce better for the run and discuss Oe's role. Five disposals, but two goals and eight tackles. Well, we discussed yep. Oe's. Um, Stocker, we hope, is well. He probably won't play next week. He was in a sling, so you'd think he misses a few. Uh, and how did Kennedy go coming back in? Well, yeah, look, I thought Kennedy... You know, I'm a big fan of Matt Kennedy, admittedly, but I thought he was very good. And, you know, just quickly to end the show, he had 24 disposals, 75% efficiency, five score involvements, five marks, five tackles, 11 clearances, yeah. and five inside 50s. For me, those numbers are absolutely outstanding. And, you know, another great game by Matt Kennedy. Well, yep. I think we've covered the lot tonight. No, we have. Uh, anything we missed out on? Um, no, I think we're good. We just had to get the win. I was, <clears throat> they were a bit of a bogey team for us, North Melbourne. Well, we'd lost six of our last seven. Yeah, to and, them. you know, I don't like when we play games with so much expect expectation. So it was just good to get, you know, the percentage went up about 10% as well. They had to keep an eye on that. And most importantly, just bank the four points. A big game again on Mother's Day next week against the Crows. The Crows now, are you confident going into that? I Who am. Who needs to have a big game? What's mini preview? I've just got to stop text. We do need a stop text because he's been awesome. Yeah. He's been awesome. But it's a game we should be winning and then you can get to 6-2 and two, hopefully, which is a great start. And then you can reassess for the big three weeks after that before the bye. But very quickly, we will give a shout out to our new Substack account. We yep. have launched a Substack. Um, you can check out our socials for a link. We will be doing more podcasts. We'll be introducing some written content. Bolts are getting the Word documents open and he's getting his fingers going, typing on that little laptop <laughs> yeah, over there. We'll have, a, we'll have a match report by tonight up. Yeah, player ratings as well. So get around us, subscribe to us on Substack. You can find a link in our social media accounts for more podcasts. We had the great man Paul Barbaza on last week to do a, f- a few days ago, actually, to do a full preview of the North Melbourne game. So that is something we'll be introducing now. Every week we will do be doing a full preview show uh, for the match to come. So we will do an Adelaide preview show later in the week that is exclusive to our Substack subscribers. So be sure to subscribe. Bolt, thank you. No stress. And another week in the books. And how good is life when you win? Well, we haven't just, lost in Victoria yet this year. Another Five great, wins at home. Another great week of life coming up. Yes. Soak it up, blue baggers. Have a great week and go blue. And they will know that they've been playing against the famous... <laughs>